Hello, welcome to the Keynotes Podcast, a podcast based out of Trinity Christian College where we focus on students and their research. Uh, my name is Aaron DeBoer and I have a guest with me, Brett Quasigro. Uh Hey Brett, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I appreciate being the first person on here. Yeah, you are in the inaugural episode of Keynotes. So like uh, what grade are you in? What's your major? What kind of research are you doing? So I am a fifth year senior here at Trinity. Wow, um, nice. Yeah. That's what happens when you switch your majors. <laughs> you get, uh, yeah, a little behind. Um, yeah, I'm a fifth-year senior. I'm exercise science student for cool. pre-PT and physical therapy. Yes, nice. pre-physical therapy. Sorry, just kind of say PT, and typically people understand, but right, right, I understand right. a lot of people don't know what PT is. So yeah, I <laughs> I want to be a physical therapist. And, cool. Yeah. So a lot of my research is based off of sports. Um, sport science pretty much nice nice yeah so your research is based on sports do you have a particular sport or you kind of do like all kinds football soccer basketball baseball so the particular sport that i did my research on this was back my sophomore year when i first started because you have to have a psychology minor to go to p to go to physical therapy school sure so i took a psychology research class and they had us pick something and me and a partner chose to do research on clutch abilities and we chose basketball players because we thought that would be the easiest thing to measure okay what do you mean by clutch abilities so clutch is typically the the ability when the time goes down two minutes left in a game 30 seconds left in a game um their ability to perform some people people say oh that person's clutch that person's not clutch they don't perform under pressure they perform under pressure we were trying to see if that's an actual thing right if that is just if it's luck if you just make a shot at the end of the game <laughs> just cuz you made a good shot or yeah. if you like rise you're better than everybody under pressure yeah. um that's kind of when you make your your voice your name known so when the pressure's on can you scientifically prove that athletes perform at a higher level? Um, well, you can definitely prove that professional athletes will perform at oh. a better level. So we kind of compared like regular season and postseason. Mm-hmm. So like playoffs, regular season. Yeah. See the drops in shots made, points per game, assists, stuff like that. Um, and then dissected the fourth quarter as well in a playoff game compared to a fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we decided to see um, – what could happen there? Nice. And what athletes did you observe? Were they college athletes, high school? We did. So we took like we took NBA players. Oh. We watched them. Nice. Um, we looked at their stats and stuff from a specific year. We decided to take. Um, we picked the sixteen teams that were in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We took their point guards. Because we didn't have enough time to do the entire team. Sure, <laughs> that would sure. take that would take a long time. Yeah, to you gotta start somewhere too. And we compared their um, regular season, postseason. Uh, since point guards typically are assists, so passing to the person who makes the basket, we looked at that too. Okay. If you're not able to make the shot, are you able to make a good pass that'll lead to mm-hmm. your team being better? Um, yeah. So we we instead of taking the last two minutes of a game, like I explained before. We decided to compare like playoffs, which is constant pressure. Like yeah. every game, every minute matters in playoffs. Right. Compared to regular season, where some players like you could take a day off, you could <laughs> have a bad game, and nobody's going to compare when there's yeah. 82 games that you get to play. Yeah, and the playoffs you need more 
constant clutch ability. Yes, yes, because yeah. you're going to be scrutinized if you have one bad game because that one bad game could cost you. Right. Especially, well, in basketball, it definitely can cost you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. So do you have a particular player whose results maybe like an outlier or yeah so we had so we looked at the i believe it was the 2015 2016 nba season and one of the players kyle lowry he was a point guard for oh, the, yeah or he still is a point guard for the uh for the toronto raptors she's <laughs> and we looked at his stats and he was very good in the regular season oh yeah cool and we took his postseason stats and they dropped tremendously wow so we came to realize that he is he may be able to take advantage of the people not trying in the regular season oh, and I now see. when everybody's turned it up a notch he his flaws were shown right um and then there's obviously the great players like Steph Curry mm-hmm. turned it up a notch was able to average more points more assist yeah his team relied on him more and he was able to show up for the warriors cool now with Kyle Lowry you said uh he kind of dropped off as the playoffs came around, you mm-hmm. think it's because of the teams that he was playing? They're at a higher caliber, or was that not even a factor? That definitely that definitely was one of the factors because during the regular season, there are cupcake teams that you can <laughs> kind of take advantage of and maybe potentially right. pad your stats. I like that term, cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the teams that are, you know, 15, win 15 games the entire year of the sure. 82 or 20 games. Yeah, and they uh, – He's still a talented player, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's not talented. Yeah. But when he was forced to face the same team seven times, mm-hmm. who was able to watch tape on him, they didn't have to focus on any, anybody else. They could take the first game's tape, yeah. watch, prepare for game two, then prepare for game three, and they were able to see his flaws and weaknesses. So that definitely is a factor and the higher talent level. He could have been playing. We didn't look exactly at the teams they were playing, but he could have been playing a team whose other point guard was very good defensively. Oh, right. So that can also be a factor in if he's able to be clutch or not. Yeah, right, right. But by and large, the results showed that <laughs> he did not have as much as a clutch ability as someone that's yes. like Steph Curry in yes. 2015. Exactly, yes. Nice. He was not able to perform. Right. Whether there's all kinds of outside factors and it's hard to kind of narrow it down and say he's clutch, he's not. But yeah. in that specific scenario, he was not able to rise above and perform for his team. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, I was going to lead you on to the next question, unless you have anything else that you want to add. Do you have oh, anything else you want to add? No, not really. I, <laughs> cool. I'll just, I'll just keep going with the flow here. Yeah. So, I like the questions. That's the name of the game. Yeah. So Good question. I was going to ask you. Um, do you think that you could uh, like kind of extrapolate this to other sports like baseball? Like we know we're in the World Series right now. It's October 29, 2019 as of recording. Uh, Is there clutch moments in baseball? Oh, definitely. And I think baseball is probably the best way to – the guy I was partners with, it wasn't interested in baseball, so (laughs) he wasn't really too keen on that. I think he's a hockey and a basketball guy. I see. Hockey's really hard because one lucky bounce, you know, right. anything can happen. But baseball is such a numbers-driven game, mm-hmm. and there's it's very like sing like you're up to bat. Yeah, none of your teammates have any effect on that ability right. for you to be right. up to bat. You're in the field. None of your teammates have any 
effect on your ability to field a ground ball or catch mm-hmm. a fly ball. Uh, fly ball. You're a pitcher. Your teammates have no effect on if you're able to hit the strike zone or not. So it's very, yeah, you could definitely focus in on their abilities when the time comes. In the ninth, bottom of the ninth inning, are they able to hit the <laughs> get the hit that keeps the rally going? Are yeah. they able to hit the get the hit that ends the game? Or are they the ones that are striking out? Right, right. When the pressure is at its highest, so it's much easier to show your clutch ability when it's only you, basically. Yes, which yes. happens more often in baseball. Yes, because there's less outside mm-hmm. factors. Mm-hmm. But baseball is also a. It can be hard too because, I mean you fail seven out of 10 times as a hitter and you're considered a good hitter. So, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So is it that 30% is, is it just lucky that it's looped into the bottom of the ninth inning or mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. Who knows? Even you just saying that backs up your statement saying that it's a numbers driven game. You say yes. seven out of 10 ninth inning, exactly. You know, all that stuff. It's so hard to, to really pinpoint, but for baseball, it's definitely the easiest. Nice. There's certain guys that are known for, Albert Pujols, those oh, sure. those type of players. Um, to really step it up. Alex right? Rodriguez, Derek Jeter. I mean, uh. he's called Mr. Clutch. Like, <laughs> there's just guys that are – and Derek Jeter's hit a couple walk-off home runs in the World Series. Like right. Those guys, it's just proven that they're able to rise up nice. when the playoffs matter. There's 162 games in a regular season. Are you beating up on a pitcher because he's – their team the a non-playoff team's fifth pitcher mm-hmm. or are you actually a good hitter and you're able to hit a team's number one pitcher a playoff team's number one pitcher right. a number two pitcher yeah their best closer cool. guys like that cool well that's really interesting uh would you ever consider coming back to this research and exploring it more oh definitely yeah. if i had more time and resources <laughs> and more people to to look at the stats and look at the numbers and yeah, yeah. watch more tape, then definitely. That's it's just, it was kind of time restricted to be able to sit there and do that much. Cause when I actually sat down and got to it, it was like, it was a lot of typing. <laughs> it was a lot of yeah. Excel sheet, <laughs> putting in stats and calculating the averages per series yeah. per, compared to their backups. And, oh, that was one thing that I wanted to say. We, we took the starters and compared them to their backups. Okay. And we based it off of a per 36 minutes. So, obviously, a guy, the starting point guard is going to get more minutes than the backup mm-hmm. point guard. Um, so, we did it like we multiplied it by if they had played 36 minutes. So, if a player played 12 minutes, scored five points, his per 36 average would be 15. Right, right. To get him – as if he pl- if he had played technically if he had played 36 minutes kind of simulating that play for a yeah backup. yeah which doesn't always work yeah. because that guy's not playing in the fourth quarter that his clutch ability might not yeah, come out yeah <laughs> but as we said before the playoffs is a good simulator right of being able to see how well they're able to perform because the pressure is always on the backup needs to come in and put in good minutes for the starter yeah yeah, yeah. so i i do remember oh let me think back I want to say it was Jeff Teague playing for the Atlanta Hawks, and his backup actually had better stats than really? him in that season's playoffs. Nice. So that definitely, like Jeff Teague's, like at the time was like considered a good point guard, not a great point guard, but mm-hmm. a good point guard. And we were able to kind of deduct that maybe he doesn't have that ability 
and this backup point guard might be a good option to move forward with. Right, right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was kind of cool being able to look at it. A lot of a lot of the players were way better, like Steph Curry, better shooting averages, sure. John Wall. Um, trying to think who the point guards were back then. <laughs> Tony Parker. I mean, there's a bunch of point guards. Russell Westbrook. Chris Paul. I could name a bunch off the <laughs> top of my head. You could go on and on, but I'm sure. These guys are known for being good performers. And typically the low, like if we were to rank those guys, the starting point guards, the lower level, bottom four or five, were mm-hmm. definitely considerably worse than the top five. Yeah, yeah. In their clutch ability. So it, the guys that are, were known for being clutch, quote unquote, right, were able to kind of prove that they were. Yeah able to do that very cool so you found conclusive results that clutch ability (laughs) is a real thing in the world of nba sort of clutch or it's sort (laughs) of conclusive you're right as as best as we could while eliminating the other factors considering the time and resources considering the time and resources we had yes we were able to conclude that it was a thing yeah awesome but i'm sure there's someone who has way more time and gets paid to do it that could (laughs) potentially debunked my theory right (laughs) Whatever the word is. I can't think of it. <laughs> hypothesis. Hypothesis. Thank you. <laughs> My hypothesis. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing your yeah, research. Of course. Your clutch ability. Uh, the NBA, even in the baseball world as well, as we yeah. can see with the World Series, if it's any of you guys are watching the games coming up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks for being with us, Brett. Of course. Um, Thank you for having me on here. Yeah. I appreciate it. Absolutely. This has been the Keynotes Podcast with Aaron DeBoer and Brett Quasigro. <laughs> thanks for listening. Tune in next week.